don't want to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to bang on these drums all day. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, but which is ironic because <laughs> I usually just want to work. Yeah. That's good. The, the headspace is that, better to just be like, okay. It's, that you know, works for me, Mike, honestly. The, the irony man. of it is like, yeah. Cool. yeah. I don't want to work, but I got stuff to do, so you know, leave me alone. Well, yeah. welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Thanks so it. much, man. Yeah. Uh, it's Mike Huber work. Is that Mike Huber works? Work. Yeah. Okay. Works. So They're not woodcraft. Uh, the woodcraft is just the bit underneath that kind of steers people towards. I make things. Got out of it. Okay. It's a lot of bespoke custom stuff. And then we got introduced through Chris, right? Or uh, how did we no Instagram through Instagram, Instagram first. Yeah. yeah. And Instagram. then you you happen to know Chris or you worked with Chris, right? Worked with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. early how many years were you with them under uh, there? One year with Chris. Okay. I started my apprenticeship out there in in London. Uh, which was right kind of where ke uh, COVID kicked off and former paramedic. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah How many years were you doing that for? Uh, nearly 10 years. And then decided to... I had a couple of bad calls and definitely needed to make some changes in my life. Got I it. didn't know what, th what they were going to be, but just knew I couldn't be here anymore doing that stuff. So, yeah. Um, stumbled into woodworking, which has its own little romance story on its own. That's what I want to hear about. Well, okay, so w what would you like to know? Well, no, no, like let me, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, sure. I'll just quickly share it. To get a hold of you, it would be on IG. It's Huber Machine, right? Yeah, Instagram is typically the, the best, best one, way. Right? Yeah. Yep, and it's typical. Uh, for me, usually it's... Uh, most of what you see on my Instagram is is things that I've built because they were passion pieces and they were kind of cool and I saw a piece of Friends, work that was family were asking for certain Friends, things. Friends, family. Uh, there's a bit of a following that will reach out for some things. There's a couple of restaurants and small businesses around that will like, I just need something like this. Can you make that? Yeah, sure. No problem. Well, yeah. I, I appreciate you. I, I like gifts. Yeah, I mean, these are really nice. And Enjoy. out of walnut, right? So thank you so much for those. Walnut's, those walnut's one of my favorites. Walnut or teak. Teak is beautiful. Teak is beautiful. Teak is beautiful. Yeah. So let me give a quick shout out to uh, Hydro Green. I'm wearing his hoodie today. So there you go. Cool. Uh, some guys put the small logos. Nobody recognizes, but I guess on the back. I, yeah, I saw it on the back. It's like oh, yeah. a little bit more information on Hydro the back. But uh, yeah, so quick shout out to him. And, and then obviously we're going to talk about uh, your career in woodworking. That's, sure. So, okay, where do you want to begin? So, I, I mean, I, I guess a lot of people in the paramedic and kind of services. First responder industry, yeah, so to speak. During those funny years, like things dramatically changed for everybody there yeah. so there was a lot of people that left right yeah and i mean i was out before all of that happened right okay. so i had a couple of bad calls that hit real close to home got between, it between uh i pronounced my grandfather at home um wow. that was a tough go yeah. and then you know about nine months later i id'd my mom when she passed away wow and so that was an interesting day at work where police called hey mike where are you just at work what's up and like, oh we got a message from the hospital what's the message i know how the system works so yeah who is it what is it and then yeah. they went no we'll we'll come and see you and then i called a bunch of my cop buddies who were all pretty tight-lipped about it and they either didn't know or weren't going to say anything because they didn't want to say anything over the phone but staff sergeant showed up while i was at work and just was like need you to come to the hospital we got a situation there and my mom had passed away in the morning Wow. Yeah. And then Sorry to hear nobody that. Nobody was there and so I had to ID my mom and that was that was when I knew it was like, Okay, I'm I'm done. I'm out. Uniform's coming off, I gotta find something else to do. And then how did you That was where the journey began. Yeah. And then so did woodworking already come up or was it a light no. bulb? No. No. So no. you at that point you were just wondering, Okay, so where's my life gonna go now? Uh, I would use the term flailing. 
Okay. Couldn't tell you what I was going to do. I, I had a mortgage I had to pay. No I answers. Had a sports car. I had no answers. And this was, it was voluntary. I just went, I can't, like, I'm out. And I, I wasn't going to see therapists. I wasn't going to see doctors. There was no medication involved. It just went, I got to find something different to do that yeah. isn't going to take me for all I'm worth emotionally, mentally, physically. Um, so I got to be one of those guys that just had a bunch of jobs where I was a temp guy at a construction company, Harper Construction in St. Catharines. Um, just labor? like a Just labor. Odds yeah. and ends kind of things? Yep. Okay. Yeah, just plug into you. Knew somebody there or you kind uh, of? No, just a friend had a store in the property that was owned by the construction company and was talking to her and her okay. dad was there and okay. she said, hey, this guy needs some help if you need some work to do. Because you know, I think I spent about nine months not working and just trying to settle myself and figure out what the heck. Just I was nomad doing. land, kind just of. Just nomad land and figure out savings disappear real fast. Oh, when of you're course. Not working and paying a mortgage. And so at the end of the nine months, something came about that connected. So you th that was when I got in with the construction company for a little bit and worked with them and kind of realized, okay, I'm you know, um, oh, two sides to every coin, right? Like they were they were very happy to have me around because. Here's this fresh paramedic who's a guy that's real good at first aid. So you're going to be kind of our health and safety guy that's, you know, do first aid for us when we're there. and Because yeah, like, nobody else was really doing it. Because nobody else was really doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, which makes things interesting. So, you know, I'm, I'm good with bandages and first aid and trauma and medical emergencies. It but, comes up know, occasionally in construction. I don't, I, don't, I don't walk around with a tube of Narcan in my pocket on a job site because that's... no. We have a similar opinion on that matter. Okay. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, so you yeah. heard my opinion about it. Oh, yeah, I heard okay. your opinion. I, right. I definitely, I get you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate I that because I, I got that. flack for it. And, really? Uh, I got a little flack for it, and um, I don't care. I'm in my 50s, and I'll share my opinion. If you want to hear it, then great. If you want to disagree with it, then great. That's but I will opinion. not banter with you about it. It's an opinion, right? It's, it's an opinion. That's yeah. all it is. That's yeah. what this show is all about, and it's, an, it's sure. been a success for it Fair. because I, I think everybody knows that you can get on here and you can share your opinion. Yeah. I may, for the most part, agree with you, but there is the odd time that I will not agree with you, and yeah. I'll, I'll voice that. So. That's what makes it interesting, though, right? Because then... That's how we all get along. Like, we just yeah. met, but that's how we all just get along. Yeah. If I just dismiss you, it makes no sense. If we discuss it, then it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Really simple how yeah. life kind of is. Yeah. It does that to <laughs> Or us it all, should it? be, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it has its challenges, right? Yeah. But um, I guess that, that wasn't the strong point of the job. I was, I guess, able to... Able-bodied, <laughs> able-bodied and able-minded. Is that yeah. better? Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, no, move that's good. I move around a lot. I'm a no, no, that's good. Just take it with you. Kind of get used yeah, to it. Yeah, get no, used to this. I, I'm so used to it. Um, just, just wave at me if I'm <laughs> no problem. not doing the right thing. Uh, so the Coles note to that was, um, ironically, we were actually building a medical imaging center. There you go. So, you know, um, and it was like very rudimentary stuff. I was just here, cut these down put some insulation in here, bring this over here, clean that up, bring that over there. And it was fine because it was completely low stress. It was just grunt work and I was happy to do it. And the guys liked that I showed up. I had coffee. I was ready to work. I had my boots on. Did you like that it was keeping your mind Absolutely. occupied? Absolutely. And then Especially after going through certain things. I right? latched onto that Good. big time. Good. Um, but it, it didn't. I didn't make enough to kind of survive off of it because i was just a temp guy so yeah right um and I, I respect that that's fine right i don't have my ticket in 
that industry. So what do they want me for, right? I'm just yeah. a grunt. Um, other opportunities started popping up, and uh, I got my license to drive truck. I had an AZ license, okay. so I was delivering food. Okay. Uh, so I would commute to Milton to Gordon Food Services. Okay. I drove out there for a little while. Um, I had a job at a vineyard growing grapes for wine with Stratus Vineyards out of Niagara and the Lake. Okay. Did that for two years. I probably would have stuck at that for a lot longer had we not had a couple of really bad winters that just did a lot of damage to the crops. Okay. Um, that was where I discovered more of the woodworking. So, um, did you learn a lot about the winemaking? About the more about growing than winemaking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lots more. So you were in the field. I was. Yeah, I was the vineyard guy. Fifty-five acres, uh, seven different types of white, eleven different kinds of red. Very healthy environment to be in. Yeah, yeah, and we were biodynamic as well, Good. which is generally we operate organically, but because the other vineyards closer to us weren't organic any kind of wind the chemicals could technically blow into our vineyard so we couldn't be a specific organic vineyard oh, so wow. it was it was a really fun safe healthy place to be 55 acre office i'm outside in the sun outside in the winter as well when you got to run the fans but you're still in the environment like you're out yeah. in mother nature right which yeah, is such a positive bombing around in tractors you can't get in too much trouble at 3.2 kilometers an hour in a tractor <laughs> just you know cruising along <laughs> You know, it's um, it was a good time. That was a healthy place to be. And eight Jamaican dudes that were super supportive, nicest, sweetest dudes. Yeah. Right? Caribbean men for all intents and purposes. But, like, once you were in and you were a family. They're, they're they solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, and, like, when it came down to it, these are all guys that are leaving home for eight months of the year to make money to go back to raise their kids and feed their family. And, yeah. You know, they're keep working their parents hard. Healthy. They're working darn yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they would land, and I think we'd put them to work for about 11 weeks straight, no days off, just to get the vineyard pruned, get everything Whoa. trimmed, get everything cleaned up, get all the vines tied in that, and get everything yeah, set yeah. up. And then you give them a day off, a weekend off, and like, you're taking money from me, man. What, what are we doing? Why are we That's how they look like, at it. I don't want you to burn out. Like, you know, take a breather. And then connecting with them early on at the time was like, I'm going to go grab a couple cases of beer. I'll grab some chicken. Let's just barbecue for the day. We'll get to know each other a bit. Like, all right, Mike, man, yeah, man. <laughs> he had some other nicknames for me too, as a, as a I white boy in there. I know, yeah, I know, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's fun. Yeah. Then uh, there was a big barn that was fun to work in. Um, the tool room in there. So some days when it was raining, it wasn't. Uh, you don't want to drag the tractor through a wet no. vineyard because you're just making big ruts. And um, I met. <laughs> so, so Dave uh, is a good buddy of mine. And Tulani, who's from South Africa, okay. Johannesburg, ex-semi-pro rugby player, enormous man. Um, met him at the gym. He was deadlifting like 700 pounds to warm up. Oh. Yeah, big. I have a video of it I can actually show you. On the the real football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just an absolute machine, but sweet, sweet dude. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd, I'd moved out of my place in Jordan and then took Tulani and Dave for a beer uh, downtown St. Catharines, the Merchant Ale House. And there's two girls sitting at a table beside us, and Dave and Tulani both kind of set their sights on them. Dave wasn't married at the time, for the record. <laughs> um, and I'm just in, like, a T-shirt and sweatpants, just trying to have my beer and relax and figure out what I'm going to do. And then we ended up, the girls moved over to our table. Dave and Tulani were kind of doing their thing, trying to put on a little show. And then I'm not interested, so sure enough, one of them 
kind of goes, well, why aren't you talking? What are you all about? Yeah. I was like, I just, just leave me alone right now. Right? <laughs> so her and I ended up going out a couple of times. I don't even remember the girl's name because it was like twice that we went out. Okay. But she had mentioned that she wanted a cheese board for her mom. And there was a chunk of wood in the back of the barn that was just in the burn pile. Okay. So that I'll sand it up and oil it. How big of a piece? It's like cheese board so, size. So a good size. Pretty okay. reasonable. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Piece of walnut, sanded it, oiled it, turned out really pretty. And uh, I never saw her again, but I had this cheese board. And so I, I brought it into the winery to take a couple pictures. And like, I think I just hopped on Instagram at the time. So I took some pictures and just said, hey, I, I made this thing. And somebody at the winery bought it, but the guy beside him went, hey, I want I'd one of those too. Like one, yeah. Yeah, and I went, oh, okay, well, you know, it'll be this much money. So I kept creeping up every time around. So cheese boards turned into benches that turned into tables that turned into shelves that grew into, you know, desks and then turned into kitchens and then turned into... Whatever people call. Whatever people ask for. And kind of the more random, the weirder, the more specific. You were building everything out of the barn? At the time? Uh, small stuff okay. out of the barn at the time. Because, yeah. I mean, the barn was very much agriculturally oriented, right? It was a very small tool room. So I could make you cutting boards and serving trays yep. and some shelves and a couple of benches and that. You eventually had to build a shop somewhere or kind of get some tools together? Uh, well, yeah, I accumulated some more tools and whatever the barn didn't have that I could use, which was all, again, very mechanically based tools. It wasn't so much woodworking tools. Okay. Yeah, and kind of grew and developed my my tool collection from there. And I had a couple of rudimentary things just from when I was with Harper Construction, okay. doing things with them. Brought that with me and then just kind of started making things better. And like, I think I, I, I officially ran out of room by the time I was doing a tabletop and had a blanket box on the go. And when I, <laughs> I'm probably going to get fired if they see me doing this in here. So yeah, I need to you do can get the better. Jamaicans to help you out sometimes. They'll just, they'll cover for me, you know? They'll, oh, they'll cover for you. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were fun too. Cause like at the end of every season, they'd build an enormous box cram everything in it and then go okay we got to ship this home and pack it eight guys and we do it in two days and it was a ton of fun because now we got all these tools like mike man help me build the box <laughs> like, oh, okay guys what's going on <laughs> they're <laughs> loving it man oh, it was great bring back so much more and stuff it, it was sturdier too because yeah. to me it was like every time i'm building something i'm gonna learn a little bit more every time i'm doing it and get a little bit better at it and then i remember how that didn't go so well last time so i'm gonna do it better this time around and it's just that always always stuck how did you know how to price your skill at the very beginning Ooh, ah uh, good question um at the beginning hard to say because a lot of it was was therapy for me so you weren't really calculating what it was taking to do no you were just appreciating what it was causing because it, it it was like this was my it was like university for me this was yeah. this was my tuition where you want me to build something for you thank you so much for the opportunity i'm going to build it this is basically what materials are going to cost so if you want me to do this i need this much money to start just to get the stuff to make it and then i would put a couple of bucks on it after the fact so that i could eat something or put some gas in my car on the way home yeah but i, I didn't have a formula to kind of factor into anything so early adopters then, kind of uh got a gift early on was just sort of like what is what is something comparable and then I'll go a little bit under it just so that when you get it, you go, yeah, it only cost me this much. And you show it to your friend and then your friend goes, oh, okay, I, I want one too. Like, Are you looking for a sustainable and durable real wood solution to elevate your next project? Let me introduce you to the gold standard. Thermary, the world's largest and most trusted manufacturer of thermally modified wood and sauna materials. 
Their wood is like the superhero version of regular wood, stronger, more stable, and ready to take on whatever Mother Nature throws its way. With a wide range of thermally modified wood products from decking and cladding to sauna and statement walls, when you choose Thermary, you're not just investing in quality, you're investing in the health of our planet too. Join countless architects, designers, builders, and homeowners who have trusted Thermary to bring their vision to life. The best way to fully experience the Thermary difference is to hold the real thing in your hands. So visit their website today at www.thermaryusa.com and also find them on IG at ThermaryUSA. Let's keep that ball rolling. Like, Mike, do you, um, because this happens to me, I, I kind of, I, I hate that this skill set has become retailed. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, I hate that all of a sudden you start seeing all these great things that guys like yourself and other people that have this skill set to do it mm -hmm. just gets mass produced and shipped into these retail outlets. And all yeah. of a sudden they're selling it for maybe a fraction of what it really is worth. Yeah. And I, I find uh, I discovered very early on that Pinterest is great for ideas yeah. and inspiration and pictures. But then when you, you see stuff that's like $25 and it's made out of pallet wood, like, well, that's... That's way more than $25 worth of wood. Yeah, there's a little and disconnect there. Yeah, even if I'm working for free, I still can't make it for that cheap. So, What's the shipping cost to get that delivered from yeah, where it's being really from, produced? From Wayfair yeah. in China that's wrapped in plastic. Exactly, and, yeah. right? Yeah, it's it's a tough go at competing with that stuff. But um, I mean, I, I look at their version and then I look at this and it's easily like the moment you touch it and you, you yeah, feel it, exactly. you're like, okay, there's a huge difference here. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I think that's um, probably more of where my meal ticket is. Is that is if I can get you to see it and touch it and feel it, then you'll appreciate. I can it. I can usually sell you on it from there because the quality is there. You can feel that the joints are a lot tighter. The finish yeah. is better. Yeah, it's a little bit thicker. It doesn't feel plasticky. Is it still just all word of mouth? Like it's still yeah. really yeah. Huh? For me, yeah. Are Never, you still surprised that? Never had a website. Everything is just yeah. Like, are you surprised that that like you you ba you built a business around your skill set that you you're putting together? But it's out of desperation. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I was clawing my way out of a hole, and I I think I was very fortunate in the time as well because uh, I didn't know this whole like shop local and small business movement was going to kind of happen, and social media was perfect because I'm just this goon on a tractor that's growing grapes for wine during the day and then on rainy days and at night and in the winter storm i'm in the barn tinkering making you stuff yeah and people were loving that and that like that got me tables that got me benches that got me to where i am you know what it gets you it gets you conversations over dinners yeah. it gets you conversations over family get-togethers friends get-togethers yeah. because they'll they'll see something on their table or their whatever kitchen mm -hmm. and like where'd you get that and then it starts the conversation from yeah. there, right? Oh, I made that. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. But then you get the ones families or friends are like Wayfair and, you know, Amazon. And <laughs> yeah. And that's, I don't think that struggle is ever really going to stop because there's, no. still, there's still people that, like once a month I'll deal with somebody that comes forward and is looking for something and wants to have something made. And for what it costs for solid wood, for solid legs, for a solid frame, for a metal frame, hand finishes on things all of that comes at a cost versus what it's going to cost to have it shipped from wayfair and it's thinner cheaper lighter yep. not going to last probably not quite the color that you want it to be you have to compromise on a size but it saves them hundreds of dollars then that's the trade-off that's how they look that's, at it yeah but and they, you, you're too early to the um or yeah i guess you're a little late to the industry how 
10, 20 years ago, so many of these pieces were just being burnt yeah. or thrown out yeah. or just shredded up away. or just garbage, right? Kindling. Yeah. yeah. Which now, yeah. And, and I mean, I think I, I, I'm past the live edge stage. Sorry. Yeah. I'm past the whole live edge. Yeah, like it, it was an interesting fad. It's great. Yeah. And some people are still doing some interesting things with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm, I'm beyond it now. I think yeah. it's done. But it's still, it's still connected to the mainstream. Everybody yeah. still appreciates and they want yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There's still there's still some use to it. Yeah, on an artistic, creative level, you yeah, know, you can apply it to some things. One of like, the, one of my favorite tables that I made was uh, you'll be able to see it in the Instagram feed. Um, was this giant black walnut table? It was a, a single slab. Um, a big I'm gonna say it was about here. 600 pounds when I got the slab. It started about three inches thick. It was 10 feet long by about four feet wide. An old black walnut tree that survived a lightning strike. So was there massive charred crack down the side of it? And it survived it until the carpenter ants got into it. And then that's what cost the tree. And I have, I have some photos of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of it be like, and it sat for five years and then got slabbed and then got kiln dried. So it was, it was furniture grade, but that was. How'd you find that? Five was just calling people looking around. Really? And yeah. Saying, Hey, what's, who's got the biggest stuff around? Who do I talk to? And then found a guy in Caledonia who just had it sitting in his yard. And you turned it into a table? And I turned it into a table, yeah. It's still there. It's still enjoying Yeah, it's out in Trent Lakes. Yeah. I went back later and bought one of the branches off of it so I could make a bench to go with the table. Yeah. Took three of us to get it in a door, and then some (laughs) this guy up in Trent Lakes bought it for his wife for Christmas, so he sent her out to go get food. We timed it as I was showing up so that when she came back with the food... Puts it right on. Merry Christmas. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Here's right. your giant table. That's Voila. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was a great time. Plenty of brownie points there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And any other interesting things that you've tackled or you haven't tackled yet? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Yes. It's, it's whatever nice. comes down the way, right? Like you just, the challenge is there. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't, I think most of my skill set is not something that's, uh, I don't cater to a lot of repeatability. I'm not going to build you 50 of this. I'm right? the exact I build same you way. I know very specific one-off kind of items. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I'm not heavily mechanized with CNC machines and patterns and computer. Nor should you. Like I don't no, think you would want to go down that road. No, that's not. Uh, that's not yeah. my strong point by any means. I see a lot of guys get into this kind of industry. They start realizing there's all these offcuts. I can do this, and I'll take. I'll make 200 boards this week, mm-hmm. and I'm like. It's a great revenue stream. Yep. It's wonderful, yep. um, but it's really boring. Yeah. I, at some point, I there's no creativity to it. Nothing there's no heart to it. The creativity, I guess, yeah. is just lining up your logo on the backside or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I, st- I still burn mine. In. I yeah, burn no, it. I noticed yeah, that. It's not lazy. I know. The, even yeah. the second one, it wasn't perfect. It's not complete. And that's what I liked about it. Well, again, like that's I gotta look. I gotta look at the green. Where's it gonna sit? How's yeah, exactly. it gonna go? Because when I apply heat to it, because it's not finished when I when I put it in, like the wood will move because there's heat and then you got to sand it back down a little bit, clean it up, make sure it's pretty. Cause I don't want it rocking on that. Right. Oh, I know it's, it's just, great. It doesn't look good. Uh, so walnut teak, what other woods are, walnut nobody's teak. doing anything with bird's eye maple or is there a lot of it around or uh, bird's eye maple? I've seen it around. I know where I can get some for you, yeah. but it's, uh, it's not as mainstream. People don't like it as much for some is, reason. Is it, Purple heart from Africa? Brazilian purple heart. Yeah, is that more mainstream than bird's eye? Uh, it's a good accent piece. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good for stripes. and. It's been a while since I trim. walked through Exotic there because, uh, yeah. I mean, you'll never leave. Yeah, Exotic made fun of me this morning because I have my, my woodshed hat on. 
So the woodshed is my favorite place. That's that's church for me. They picked at it, really? Yeah, they picked at it. They were funny. They went, oh, I came to buy a new hat, huh? Then give me an exotic no. hat or yeah, something. Yeah, they didn't make me pay for this. So no, exactly. Yeah, and they right? didn't, they didn't say this, anything. That's after how that. this works, right? Yeah, and nothing against exotic. I just I'm yeah. like I've I've only been there a couple of times just because they've typically got um, something the woodshed didn't have in stock at the time that I needed to keep the where's project. Woodshed going. So the woodshed's in Smithville. Okay, where's Where's Smithville? Yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, so you're going to be kind of more south end in Niagara region. Okay, all right. Yeah, so Bims, Beamsville, Grimsby. If yeah. you get off the highway and shoot south, massive place. It's I I would say it's quite a bit bigger actually than Exotic. Okay. If you want to, if you ever want to go, then I'd love to stop by and take yeah, a look at it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I'm on like a texting basis with the office manager there, so okay. I can shoot him a message during the day, and he's fantastic. His name's Dan. And if I can't get there during business hours, then he'll have it at his house and I'll go pick it up from them and just. Because he understands the value. Because he just, uh, yeah, I've been going there for seven, eight years. And they're just, they're just cool people because they've seen me go from making cutting boards to like the liquor cabinet that I made was like, that was mostly scraps, but turn that into something. And then one off beautiful. You ever have, um. A reluctance to give it up once you finish. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can imagine, oh, right? Because the amount of hours and the effort and the skill and all the problem solving and, and just making it into this beautiful piece of yeah, furniture. Yeah, just everything that it means to me by the yeah. time that it's done. Yeah. Especially it's just uh, things that aren't commissioned. I always build with uh, a lot of things go into it where it's my time, it's my effort, it's my standards, it's my quality and product, right? If it's... If I don't love it, you I'm won't. Not, then I'm not. Then I'm not done with it. Yeah, yet, okay? exactly. I have to get it to that point. Yeah. Um, especially when nobody's asked me for something. But the advantage that I have from working at some of the places I have, where I can take all these design elements from different designers and different kitchens and different color combinations and different materials and bring those together and just go like, that place was really beautiful. These colors were awesome. If we did that, put that together, I got you. And create something that hasn't been seen or yeah. done before, right? Yeah. But there's a lot of really interesting woodworking going on in Canada, in the U.S., all over the world. A lot of yeah. people are doing interesting things with yeah. woodworking now. Yeah. And I, I respect it. Um, I respect the value that's associated with it. Mm-hmm. I would never judge or question the number value attached to it because I know exactly what's involved to create that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's, it's I guess it's the same thing as like downloading stolen music versus buying music right yeah like i would always buy the music instead of steal yeah. it right it's yeah. just the same thing the artist is still gonna eat they may love singing you the song <laughs> but they still gotta the eat. the artist right? created something that's the thing yeah. about it so yeah. i appreciate that very reluctant to trade for my work for a finished product does that come up a lot yeah yeah really absolutely. yeah yeah and it's it's, it's not it's a fair rare, barter it's r- no it's, it's very never. rare occasion that somebody's actually got something that i need bad enough to go, okay, I'll take a discount mm. on that, but that's definitely going to change how you're going to pricing what I'm putting yeah. into this because I know you're offering that because you're obviously not paying full price for that. So they got a deal on their end; they're trying to get a deal on this end, yeah. and it's, yeah, no, it's just like do it face face and then just move on from there, yeah. right? Yeah, on, on rare occasion, like I said, but it's it's it was one of the things like I had a guy from a restaurant who had something that broke. One of his uh, a patron put a chair through a vent on the floor okay and he needed it repaired okay called me that evening patched it up had it rebuilt went back the next morning before he opened and he said what do i what do i owe you it was a really nice restaurant and i thought you know what 
instead, this time, just because it was first time doing the job for you, if you want, I'll come back and fix whatever you need. Yeah. But I'll take you dinner for two whenever I'm ready. And he was totally cool with that? And he's like, okay, cool, I got you. And okay. it was his opportunity to say thank you. He put on a great show, put it a bottle of wine for me. Of course. Was, okay, cool. It's service and service. Yeah. That's what yeah. He, he appreciated that. Yeah. 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 And that to me was just good to have that in my back pocket for a night that, okay, we're going out on a date. Yeah, that makes sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I don't like trading too much. And there's, there's been some interesting officer offers for. Really? Yeah. Uh, From homeowners mostly? Like clients? Homeowners, single moms, sketchy people. Really? Uh? Yeah. I got, so I got this, I got this wood. Well. Yeah. I've got this wood. Can you do something with it? Well, if you want, but. I don't know if it's furniture grade. Yeah. You get it from. It's not all the same stuff. Some of it was pallet wood. Some of it was scrap. Probably not a great idea. What is with the fascination with pallets? I mean, like, I I built my few little mason jar carrying kind of crates, right? Yeah. Because it just made sense to me, and I just used pallet wood, right? Sure. But to start building a bunch of furniture off of that kind of wood, that's a different style. Yeah. It doesn't really, I I don't... I guess it's just a trend. I guess it's just a market. People are just like, let me get something different. I think that comes from people that are just in a place where they're they're learning and they're having fun doing it mm. as well. Pallet wood worries me because it's 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 pallet wood. It gets treated with different things to prevent and what spills on them stuff growing on it. Yeah, and like if it's food grade, we had ones that were treated with arsenic, so nothing would grow on it. I don't even want to chuck that in a fire. Yeah. I'm going to stand around and breathe those fumes? No. That's a terrible idea. And now you want to make something that's going to hang and you're going to put plants in it and put it in your kitchen? I don't think that's a good idea. idea. No, let's (laughs) rethink that. Why don't I make it out of some cedar for you? Right? Get you some nice aromatic cedar. It's resilient stuff. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. What's the shop look like now? What's the arsenal of tools that you got going oh, on? Oh, boy. All my stuff. Well, all the well, toys that you have All now. of my stuff is DeWalt. Everything's DeWalt? It just, yeah. It just started that way for me because uh, when I started with the construction company, a lot of the stuff was just it's DeWalt. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's DeWalt. And there's, there's there's a huge repertoire of stuff they have to offer. Um, so a lot of that was my hand tools and my power tools, right? Sanders and everything? Table saw, Sanders, yeah. Really? All yeah. DeWalt, huh? Yeah. Um, I have a King Sander, King Joiner, King Drill Press. Um, King's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's they. Do you it's, know what? It's ca- it's I, Canadian. They're indestructible almost. Yeah, like I don't think they ever break down. Really, they're it just they're easy to maintain. They're yeah. easy to repair. Yeah, it's Canadian stuff, right? It's it's from local stores, so and it produces the product. It. Yeah, it produces the product. It's all normal size sanding papers and discs and belts. So I'm I'm good with it. What are all the cool kids now oiling things away with these days? I mean, is it uh, Odie's or? or? Uh, I've worked with Odie's. It's not my favorite. I'm a Rubio guy. Okay. I started out with Osmo. Okay. um, But went to Rubio. Rubio, I find, is just an incredibly user-friendly product. Not sponsored by them by any no, means. No, but no, it's, no. I'm just like that's that's Rubio. Yeah, no, that's, that, right? I just know a few years ago everybody was just Odie this, Odie that. Everybody Odie's this, Odie's that. Yeah. Everybody. I think that was just saturating the market. They were really clever with the marketing and yeah. getting people out there using. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't, I, I don't have a lot of experience with it, so I can't speak to how well how user friendly it is. Yeah. Um, but with the Rubio, I actually use the Rubio without uh, the accelerator. Okay. Uh, so I just because it's supposed to be a two part, yep. but I use it as a one part, and you just you have a little more open time with it. It's like using a different kind of glue, where you have a little more open time with it because it will absorb into the wood at different rates because the wood can be different densities. Depends, yeah. So you can see where you're going to have to build up a little bit more by the time it starts to cure and soak in. So you can actually use it to create a better 
more consistent finish that way. It's living, breathing artwork, man. Yeah. That's well, like, what is organic stuff? Yeah, right? It wants to reach equilibrium moisture content. It will move. Of course, right? Yeah. Hey, architects and builders, do you want to stand out from the competition? Fraser Wood Siding has your back. Fraser Wood Siding is a leader in pre-finished wood siding. They manufacture beautiful pre-finished wood siding using only the highest quality PEFC certified Canadian softwood. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Fraser Wood Siding is available in 17 profiles and unlimited colors. Supplied by the global leader in paints, Sherwin Williams. Whether your design taste is classic, contemporary, conservative, or bold, they've got you covered. They'll gladly match the color of any paint manufacturer and send a sample on an actual piece of Fraser Wood Siding in just a few days. Visit their website at www.fraserwoodsiding.com and reach out about your upcoming projects to benefit from their industry-leading lead times. Fraser Wood Siding, get inspired. Be nice to it, yeah. Are you getting a lot of kids approaching you asking you questions now that you've kind of established yourself? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely get, uh, and it, some of it's self-inflicted because it's through different Facebook groups that's just interesting to see what other people are working on and you jump in and answer a couple questions or maybe lend some advice and you, you know do your epoxy pour but don't pour it right to the top make sure your stuff is level pour it close to the top because if you're not level it's gonna move it's all gonna yeah and then you're gonna have a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff on the floor which doesn't yeah. help anybody yeah um it changed a lot because in school i went to conestoga for my apprenticeship and great facility great teachers made some fantastic friends there. Um, but I applied to be part of the, uh, the Weston house family scholarship thing they have there. Okay. So I was a Weston house representative for the woodworking program. So I was on a scholarship while on my apprenticeship in the woodworking program. It's kind of convenient. <laughs> it's very yeah, convenient. They, they, <laughs> they gave me extra money to be there to do it. But part of it, your responsibility is to like maintain a certain grade be an ambassador for the program. And then when they have career events, open houses, you know, things with the kids to get them into the programs where they're just young, they don't know what to do, right? They, they know the way around the garage and some tools, but outside of that, you know, they, they haven't got the drive or the initiative because they just don't know everything. They just don't know. On. And they don't know what to ask. Yeah. They don't know what to ask. They don't know what they're looking at. And sometimes the parents don't know which way to push them. So when you'd have, like an open house at the college for everybody to come through and check out what's going on. You want, you give them a tour through the shop and then they can ask any kind of questions and you, you sort of feed off of what they're asking to kind of, you know, what are you interested in? What would you, what do you think you would like to make? What do you make at home? Well, you would use this machine here and you can make it on a much bigger scale. You can make the joints better. So you can kind of help the kids as much as you're helping the parents understand that, Oh, they have an interest in this. Yeah. They've got some strengths. There's potential for some success here. So maybe this is something to consider. How many years did you have to do that for? It's uh, you're in school for three years. So for, oh, oh, so the whole time yeah. that you're you're the ambassador for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's cool. over three years. You have a two month block at school because everything else is just. How many kids shopping. did you have to like? Did you think you you spoke to over those three oh, years? Hundreds. A lot. Wow. A eh? lot. Yeah. I just assume that a lot more kids would be interested in doing woodworking instead of construction. If you want my honest opinion, yeah. I think a lot more of them were interested in playing video games. I'm not disagreeing with you. No. I'm not disagreeing with you. I never got into games. I never got into video games. I yeah. never got into that whole world. A couple of them have made some really interesting points about it, though. Okay. And it's that 
so I had one kid that didn't hold back on explaining anything. Carter was his name. Just okay. this nondescript guy. Single, single mom. And Carter wandered around. He kind of had his hat down and his hair covering his face. I was like, Carter, what are you, what are you into? And he's like, I don't know. I got to pick something to do. You know, my dad was in the trades, but he's not around anymore. What'd your dad do? I'm not really sure. I just know he was in the trades. Okay. Okay. How old's Carter here? At like grade eight. Okay. You know, so he's coming through to kind of see, you know, what do I maybe want to do in high school? Early night kind of thing. Um, so what do you do for fun, Carter? Like, do you, do you build stuff? Do you build models? Are you building tree houses? Like, what do you do with your spare time? And he's like, oh, I play a lot of video games. I'm like, okay. Do you always play video games? Do you do anything else? And he's like, oh, sometimes if I think of something better to do. But video games, I have friends that I can talk to that don't judge me because they can't see my face. They, we play games. We work as a team. We have schedules for things. And basically, video games are better than anything that's on TV right now. I get to be in the TV show. And then he's he went, not wrong. He's not wrong, <laughs> but he went further to explain that as a game called Minecraft. Okay. Where you're, do you know what this is? Okay. See, so correct me if I'm wrong on a few things, but you basically, you're building your environment in the game. So you're building your house, you're building your crops, you're building your defenses because somebody else can come and take your stuff. Okay. So it's this kind of sub world and he's, but he, like he knows how to plan. He knows how to prepare. He knows how to kind of, read what's going on like, well you could just make this a real life minecraft if you wanted that's a good point and he's like i'll think about that did you ever yeah. hear from him again never heard from him again no he's still probably building hopefully it's a good point though he brings up really valid points and you also yeah. bring up a very valid point about you could actually create your own real version yeah and that like that was just desperation trying to get something <laughs> to connect with him to go it you is. can if you like doing all that you can still do all that in real life I'm, i wouldn't take any of that away from you if that's what you want to do with your spare time and that's how you you feel safe and you feel comfortable and what stimulates you that's fine but eventually you're gonna have to get out of the basement as your mom's and house that's and the do thing something. about this there's a lot of this 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 huge portion of this generation they honestly believe that they don't need to get out of this they don't really want to confront real yeah. world converse, conversations yeah and deal with probably rejection. Like I'm, I'm sure that yep. if they do start selling a product and then someone says, oh, I don't want to pay that. Yeah. And then rejection, rejection after rejection. They're like, well, why am I doing this then? Yep. They're giving up a lot sooner than what probably we would have given up with. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we're still dealing with it. Like you start, like you had a whole career change. You yeah. changed everything and started from yeah. scratch. Yeah. You weren't handed I've, these I've worked in places where people say bad words at me and, you know, don't like what I'm doing and I have to redo something to make the boss happy with something because the finished product wasn't what it was meant to be, or I didn't understand the instructions correctly or, you know, but this generation is, uh, I don't think they know how to handle that because he's right. You're behind a screen. You're mm -hmm. behind a wall. Yeah. So it's almost like you're the fourth person. Like yeah. you're just, you're observer. Yeah. You know, you're, you're contributing secretly, but you're an observer. Yeah. But that's not life. No, it's right? only going to get you so far. Yeah. At some point, you're going to have to just shift the gears and just go, listen, take the risk, and yeah. it's going to fail. But well, I, I mean, I thought about it after the fact, but I kind of wanted to ask him, well, what do you do when the power goes out? Can't play video games. Battery right? backup. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully what do you not. Do? Hopefully not. No, but <laughs> you know, I've only got generators kick in. Yeah, you've only got so many batteries for your you, drills. You, know you got to be able to what use hand tools. What do you tools. do when the power goes when the out? the power goes out. Hand tools, man. And tools. You start creating the world, the real world. Yeah. Planes, screwdrivers, 
hand drills. There's a certain satisfaction. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. I was just at Mississauga Hardware, and I, I look up on the pegboard there, and there's a hand drill up there. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys aren't selling that. And he goes, no, no, no it was my dad's. Yeah. We just have it hanging there, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I actually have one too for my dad, right? They're still around. Yeah. Have you ever seen Bridge City Tools? No. you heard of them? No. Where are they? So they have a, a Canadian outlet now, their website. And they're, so if I'm buying hand tools, measuring devices, rulers, they have the planes, they're, they're one of the guys I reach for, for sure. It's all machine grade aluminum. It's all very pretty. It's anodized. It's all very precise stuff. So I'm fortunate now my boss where I work, my, my actual day job is is quite open to, they like what I do. So when I ask for tools, he doesn't usually say no to like, okay, Mike wants to order in some stuff. <laughs> so I'm super, just, super fortunate that like that, I uh, needed to be closer to home yep. from where I was working because I was originally working in Burlington and, you know, needing to be closer to home to help take care of some people that were having some health issues. Yeah. And uh, again, as former paramedic yep. you know everybody wants me around for that um and i so i put my name in a hat for a carpenter's position at the casino i'm a full-time carpenter at the casino Two, and what are you building everything anything everything. displays it's like a, it's a million square feet of so, so there's always so something to build two casinos two theaters and one hotel there is always something to do and even something to repair always it can be a door at a restaurant. It can be a tabletop. It can be a headboard in the hotel. It can be a railing in the theater. We do all of our own in-house renovations on things. So last year, uh, we took a bunch of space from the stage and one of the, the cages from Cajun Coin, where we have yep. all the money secure. Yeah. Um, renovated that completely and turned it into probably the biggest sports bar in the Niagara region. It's about 7,000 square feet, and we've got 1,200 square feet of TV screen. So they're 10 feet tall by 140 feet, 142 feet around. It's been a while since I've been in a casino. You should come. Check it out, right? It doesn't cost anything to get in. Just no, no, go in and go I'm for not, And I'm not a gambler, but I, I always thought that big organizations like that would outsource a lot of that stuff to come in, be prefabricated, CNC. Well, the, the engineering department's... Quite big at the casino. Wow, yeah. smart like on that. Millwrights, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, I never painters. Knew that. Yeah, okay, man. wow. Yeah. yeah, is it? You're Project not alone. Managers. You've got a team. Yeah, it's four four carpenters on staff. Yeah, it's brilliant. So every week is different at that point. All the time. Something comes all in, something time. comes up. And we'll we'll tag team stuff when there's a big enough project on the go. Like we built we built all of the banquettes, all of the bench seats. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right, and but because we like. Everything is meant to be kind of flash and dash there. So, like, we do the curved seats and we do the curved wavy stuff and all the archways that go over the bar and that. So, you're steaming, shaping, yep. you're doing all that kind of like, stuff. Are you guys also handling all the upholstery as well, too? No, the upholstery gets subbed out. Okay, so you get yeah. subbed out. What about all the lighting, the accent lighting or stonework? We have electricians, yeah. Really? Yeah, tile guy, yeah. Yeah. And when it's on a larger scale and we need a deadline done, then they'll bring in some work. Yeah, for the us. team. But, but if it's yeah. a small little detail, you guys yeah. will take we care try of it. We try to do as much in house as possible. It makes it's sense. It's a really proud place yeah. to be because it's, it's, uh, it's a place where there's a lot of guys that work there that have been there since day one. So the casino is their baby. And like they've, they're just, that's been their career. That's where they've been. So they know their way around, they know how to fix stuff, they know how to do stuff. You're learning a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. How long awesome. you been there now? Just over a year. How'd you find that? Indeed. Really? Huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, they posted for it on Indeed. I'd applied, and then somebody else actually got the job. And then I applied to another job, but the guy that had the job at the casino got the job that I had applied for. So the posting at the casino came back up. I reapplied to that. And then uh, interviewed, and then somebody from HR went on vacation. So there was like a three-week window where I didn't hear anything back. So I finally, I had emailed back and said, hey, if there's anything more you guys need to know, you know, if there's any information or anything I can do, please let me know. And then the one guy emailed me back outside of his work email address and just said, hey, just sit tight. We're going to take you. Just somebody from HR went on vacation. So things are on hold at the moment. And then it eventually came around. Yeah, and then it eventually came around, and it's it's been awesome. How was the first day? Was it kind of, were you a little? Uh, first day was good. Okay. Um, it's a different schedule, because so I work from 4 a.m. till 2.30 p.m. That's right. You got to work. Okay. Yeah, so I cater to the kind of window of time when the gaming floor is a little bit quieter. So yeah. if I can drag material across to go fix you something, do to. something, yeah. it's kind of the quiet hour, so... We get in about 3.30 in the morning. It's a night shift, eh? It is and it isn't. Oh, yeah, it's not okay. bad. You know, I'm having lunch by 9 a.m. It's usually when people are texting me when they wake up and ask me questions. And I'm already halfway through my day. So I got yeah, time yeah, after yeah, that to true. still get stuff done. Yeah. I got no problems with it at all. It's, it's and then you still got some time on the rest of the day to do yeah. whatever you want to do yeah. on the side, right? Finish up, go to the gym, get some exercise, wake back up, go get back on another project. So you'll stay there for a little while? Yeah. Yeah, because it's really good, right? Yeah. And plus, you're learning a lot and you're building a lot of stuff. Learning a lot, and it's it's just a fortunate spot to be in because there's going to be a lot of guys that are going to move on in the next few years because it's an older crew. So there's room to climb the ladder there for sure. Super grateful for an opportunity like that, right? Because it's just more to learn. Yeah. Um, and just the size and the specter of the things that we'll build and do there. And it's always evolving because it's they want to somehow change the appearance of it yep. for people that's always coming by whatever's trending whatever's yeah. interesting we got this idea for this colors corner. different ideas yeah. and we'll new like, material we'll, new ideas. we'll revamp the high rollers room and then we'll redo a restaurant and then we'll renovate the elevators and then we'll go you know redo these tabletops and then in the middle of that you're fixing cabinet doors in the hotel rooms and redoing something in the it's other restaurant you never think about yeah. it eh? like yeah. you never you it's, can only imagine what vegas is like and busy. what's it's going a on 10 hour there. day man of yeah just Going bonkers in the, the workforce shop. there and all the stuff, ideas and stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. It's not a bad gig. It's, no, it's not a bad gig at all. <laughs> Any kids that are listening, it's not a bad gig to maybe try to get in foot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like grow up. We're always looking for more people in there too. Rules, compliance, regulations. These are all super critical things. We use tools that require high safety standards. We have to meet compliance and regulations at all times, not just for governmental issues, but to avoid putting out employees at risk. Every tool requires a different kind of training and understanding of how to operate it safely. Every rule needs to be fully understood. We need to know who's qualified to do certain jobs and who's not. All these are important things we managers must take care of to keep safety high at all times. Now, getting it done is way harder than talking about it, but luckily there's a platform I found that can help you out with everything I just mentioned. A great software called Connect Team which has training and quizzes that you can build in any way you'd like to make sure your employees always know how to handle certain tools. You can see who's done at a certain course or quiz and who didn't complete it and can't work with a certain tool until they do. You also have the ability to update if there's a new regulation you need everybody to be aware of ASAP. And there's a simple overview screen to track who saw it. Plus, 
Connect Team schedule allows you to add limitations for certain jobs. So if one of your employees is not qualified to do a certain job, the system will automatically notify you about it. The platform offers a lot more, such as easy access to playbooks and hazard reports. Just check them out for yourself. Connect Team has a free plan and a 14-day free trial. Try them today by checking out the link in the show notes. So, can't go wrong with that, right? Um, and they have their own shop. They have their own. Too. They have. Yep. Their, oh, you have to bring your stuff. You just got to bring your. No, paper. no. Everything's supplied. Everything's supplied. Everything is supplied. Anything. The only thing that I have to show up with is my uniform that they supply. There's a laundry department that will wash my uniform at the end of the day for me. So if I get work really wear? dirty, or is it like, like a yeah, work? just like Sintas regular stuff. Okay. It's a blue blue shirt. And yeah, 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 yeah. Khaki pants. Yeah, but like tape measures, pencils, drills, screws. Everything is supplied. Well, they're making enough money. Yeah. They're so. doing well. I think so. I don't think they'll ever go into the red. No. I don't know. I, I don't not. think. I don't, think, I don't so. think so. No, I think they're doing well, so they can. And it's good that they're keeping people busy and giving them work, and yeah. and they're always looking for ideas. Yeah. So I'm sure that you guys contribute too. Are you guys given a set of drawings and then uh, go to town, get it done, kind of thing? There's there's specifics in things that they want done that have to be to like gaming standards. Oh, right? okay. Because you don't want safety is going to be a thing, right? We, we want people to be able to, to use it and not risk cutting themselves on anything yeah. on a sharp edge. But that just kind of goes without saying. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of freedom to... Uh, some of the specific stuff that we build in my department with the way they approach me is like, here's the picture. How do we build this? Okay, we'll probably need to frame it this way. The way that curve is... Like I can make it with a few pieces and then we'll veneer the front of it so it looks like it's a consistent one piece. I don't know. It's, there's a lot but that's of, what you want though. Yeah. Because that's, you're the, that's your, you're, you're problem solving it. That's yeah. what you like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, I don't think they look at it so much as problem solving. It's just like these guys are creative. They'll get it done. We trust you. You but know, they're giving you, you what, like a SketchUp kind of thing? They're giving you a 3D mock-up or? Yeah, typically. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, like someone came up with a 3D. Yeah. There's a lot device. of renderings that will come yeah, forward. That's what I figured. Yeah. From different designers that just will pitch in. So they'll do a request for proposal and then you get the ideas. Yeah. Um, when I had Chris in here recently with Heather and Sarah there, mm -hmm. I asked him a, a question about how do I blend stone and wood into a kitchen island? Oh. Without okay. it being just a straight seam separating the two materials. Yeah. How do I naturally blend it? And through the conversation, we were just talking about it. And I just said, I think there's a way to find the right kind of stone that has a certain kind of vein pattern yep. and the right kind of slab of wood that has a certain kind of vein pattern that would possibly line up to each other where you, I guess for lack of a better, better word, uh, like, a J, uh, like a scissor kind of connection yep. point yep. to it. But how would you tackle a project if someone came up to you and they just started talking i want to marry wood and stone together mm -hmm. how do i do that because i haven't seen this on pinterest or house or i haven't seen it anywhere no the first question i would have in that scenario though is is what are you using it for so because the wood stone part, is going to stand up a lot better to what the wood is going to stand up to i would use the wood for the cutting portion of it so mm -hmm. it's it's still a functional island you're going to use it right yeah it's and softer then, that way yeah. it's soft and then the stone part of it is just more of the presentation i guess you're plating it at that point yeah so it's I, I just didn't i never liked here's a line and this is this is wood and this is stone yeah. i always wanted to somehow make it nor, uh, organically kind of connected somehow i yeah. just don't know how to do it yeah that's uh, it's an interesting question because i think 
you're going to be at the mercy of whatever pattern is in the stone and then picking a complementary wood that is going to... And you can do that in different ways by like some of the way the, the grain is on, yeah. on these plates, right? Yeah. You, and you've got the difference between rift sawn, quarter sawn, flat sawn. So you can really accentuate the grains or you can go for like a quarter sawn or a rift sawn where it's just going to be a lot of straight lines. So you can kind of play off some of the yep. veins and where you've got those veins going through the wood, kind of continue that through with the stone if you can line that up. As far as not having like a seam, it wouldn't be... Like you're always going to have that as a bit of an issue, right? With the, See, between the glass and the wood, even on the table. The the idea came for me where I started seeing a lot bit. of Americans. You know how Americans do their stair nosing on hardwood flooring? Mm -hmm. They they literally, when they have to shape it, they have to bend it. So they're doing it in strips of the red oak or the white oak or whatever. Yep. Yep. And then they're clamping it together, gluing it, and then sanding it down. And yep. then when it's all done and put together with the, the floor itself, it looks seamless. Yeah. But I think the task at hand for that particular idea is that you, like you just said, you have to find the right grain pattern, yeah. And whether it's the side or the top, mm -hmm. um, and then literally connect it together, yeah. But that's a huge challenge at that point. Yeah. Then it's the, I guess it's the concern of you can't make the stone too thin because it will break off. Yeah, it'll be and, brittle. Right? But if you, if you're using a natural stone, then you could actually get away with epoxies on the stone part of it, where it'll strengthen it. Yep. And, and I guess the same thing, you can use some epoxies on the wood part of it. Yeah. I, if, it's I, just an idea. It's like, there's lots of ideas. I'd, have to, rumble in I'd have to actually confirm the name of it. And I think it's a trademark name, but there's a, and it's in the, like the family of porcelain, but it's a, it's a man-made top called Neolith. Oh yeah. I know you're of, you know about. what you're talking about? Oh, oh shit. Yeah, oh, no, no, it's fine. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, but if that's man-made, you you might be able to actually engineer that and design that to have a pattern that would be meant to carry on with a piece of wood. I'd be curious. I, about I was that. invited to the um, the London factory for handstone, which is a quartz man-made. Yeah. And at some point, they told me through the tour that they literally had the capability to design whatever pattern you wanted. No kidding. So the way the quartz is is worked is that you have a slab, you mm -hmm. have a tray, mm -hmm. you put all the ingredients in there, and you'll put the grains you'll create that you want. Your, you're literally your painting, veins, like you're yeah. just dropping all the material, and then it gets compressed. Okay. And that's how you get it. So then I started asking the same, a similar question, going, so you could literally design anything you want in this pattern yeah and they go you can't but i mean it's a very expensive idea because you have to stop the assembly line because they have a, a run that they're doing the same yeah. slab over and over but that's the, kind of the idea okay but it kind of makes perfect sense really because it, anything that's going to be at that level of quality and custom workmanship is going to have slow points and fast points with it of course right? yeah. it's just it's all about the layers and putting things together so that it overlaps in a way that it makes it look like it's all one piece. Another, I just wanted to get your opinion on something because I yeah. see, I, I follow a lot of guys and, and a lot of guys have built a lot of good businesses online about cutting boards, right? Just sure. butcher blocks and things like that. Yep. Am I wrong to say that there's a lot of glue in these things and then you're using them for cutting and you're not chopping up some of this glue and it's not being absorbed? I'm like, I see like really intricate patterns. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you, you clamp glue, plain yeah. Cut it again on a different angle, glue it, glue yeah. it, glue yeah. it, glue it. And end I'm green, the, side green. Yeah, all there's these patterns all this and glue, stuff. and then it's a beautiful cutting board at the end, and then it's dipped in the oil, and it's just like richness coming out. And then yeah. I started thinking, there's a lot of glue in there. Yeah. Like a lot of glue in there. Yeah. And I mean, the glue is still a glue. 
So I don't know, like, yeah, like is P- that a PVA glue is water soluble as well. So in theory, it could come apart, right? Yeah. Uh, after it cures, it's not so bad. But it's at that point, it's impenetrable. And typically when the glue, like when that joint breaks, it's typically the wood that actually fails. Um, See, I, 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 go to, I, I go to my favorite chicken place near, not too far from here. Yeah. And they've got a chopping board there where literally the chickens come along and they'll cut it in half and then chop the half into four sections, right? Yeah. But they've been doing it so many times. Like they sell thousands of chickens every single day. Sure. The board is just, it's a bowl now. It's, it's cupped and, then, and worn. From yeah. And then they the have to change it and put another one. Chopping. In. So I'm just like, how much wood am I eating in my chicken? Or how much wood am I eating? And then I see these guys with these beautiful butcher blocks. There's a lot of glue. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, is that a good thing? Or is that a bad thing? Or I think long term, it's not going to be a good thing. No. Short term, while it's still the resiliency of the, f- the finish that's protecting it to make it food grade. Yeah. As long as you're diligent and keep that up. Possibly. Right. Technically, you, you would be retreating Absol- that to recondition yeah, it. Yeah, you'd have to. Once right? it dries out. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't like the idea of eating a ton of glue. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't make cutting boards with a ton of different lines and seams and all that stuff because I want it to last a long time and the wood is what's going to last the most. Yep. But again, you still have to be able to condition it, oil it, make it food grade. And I just, I also find it's kind of like this whole mentality where I, I, I bump into a lot of clients or, or designers or people in the industry that will make beautiful kitchens and never use them. Yeah. So I get the sense that they might buy these beautiful butcher blocks and as a decorative piece. Them. As a decorative just piece. Just as a decorative, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a and I'm like, just cheese use board them. Is a, yeah, yeah, just chop it up. Like, take the knife to it. It's Yeah. I always thought it'd be a really cool idea to have, when you build your kitchen, have a cutting board that's that's built In. into your, your countertop. 100%. Right? And you've got a pullout underneath it that's oh. got your organics or your garbage or what have I'll, you. So I'll that go even further, Mike. You're going to pull your cutting board in. It's, remember Walk With Yan? Yeah. Show. yeah, yeah, chop, chop, chop. Ha, 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 I feed my brother, and he'd, he'd push the scraps into that little <laughs> hole that goes underneath. Yeah, right, just the same thing. I always wanted to do a waterfall cutting board, mm-hmm. and then the drawers there were basically everything you needed to get to your knives or your yeah. pots or whatever. Brilliant, but then it would just be seamless. Like, you, you at first glance, it wouldn't look like there's drawers there, then sure enough, there's drawers there. Yeah, but like your prep station's there, and yep. everything you need to create yep. the prep is yep. there. Yep. Yeah. But I haven't Kitchens seen Kitchens are a great place to be, man. So, yeah, to to absolutely. work it out. Yeah. I also am a huge believer of uh, open islands. I don't think you need cupboards on the bottom. I think you do mm-hmm. four solid legs of wood mm-hmm. and then everything in its right place, whether it's hanging there or placed there yep. on a on a like a walnut, maybe basket woven yeah. shelf. Yeah, I like I like racks over there. Even racks well overhead. So you can all your pans yeah. and stuff. So if you got a cooktop in there, yeah. Brilliant. But everybody's so fixated on just closing everything and Oh, you want it to match, right? Yeah, but match or accent or compliment, but nobody's that risky with the open space anymore because I think it's a trend right now to not have much in the way of clutter going on. But right? I don't so even the folks it. that would like the kitchens that had the, all the floating shelves in the corners and you stack yeah, yeah, your plates, yeah, yeah, yeah. how many of those plates are they actually using? They'll You're only use the one or two of them and then yeah. they'll always wipe it and put it back in. Yep. And then yep. it's a dusting thing at that point. It's dusty, it's a pain in the rear, and now it doesn't look right. So I want it to, you know, my mother in law is coming over. And <laughs> Um, yeah. Are you getting asked to do? Um, are you going outside now? Are you creating pieces for exterior use? Not so much. Not eh? so much. Yeah? Not so much. Yeah. I get asked to do decks and pergolas once in a while. It's just it's, it's not world. it's not my jam. That's a different it's really world. Not. I don't yeah. like working with composites. Like let's make Can't something nice up. out of Douglas fir. Yeah. But otherwise, 
But I just figure that you might be getting asked soon enough to create some sort of accent pieces. Like I just don't, um, I don't think, okay. When, when I say to you deck and coffee table, what's the first thought you kind of sorted like a square box fire pit kind of thing. Yeah. That's the go-to or a wicker kind of thing. And I'm like, that's a missed opportunity. You can actually make a nice piece of furniture out there. Yeah. But I guess you just have to figure out about weather and just covering it up or bring it in or something like that. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of upholstery will go into that as well. So, you yeah. know, what kind of, what size cushions are we doing? So I have to build it to a specific size as it is. And, you know, your coffee table that might be on the side, let's hinge it so that you can have a cooler in there. And then that's where your summertime beverages can sit, right? In the fire pit. Is it going to burn when we put it together? Like, yeah. A lot yeah, that goes yeah. into it. But there's lots yeah. of opportunity, I think, outside to, yeah. well, you got to just be conscious of certain woods to use and... Yep. I wouldn't use, uh, yeah, like I'm not a fan. I've shared it on the show that I'm, I'm not a fan of composite. No. I don't think there's any creative freedom with composite. No. Other than you can bend it. It's, it's really hard on blades, too. I don't like it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. and it, it I, don't, I don't like the smell of it when you cut it. Nope. I can't nope. stand it. It smells like chemicals. Clogs everything up. Yeah. yeah. Gums all the teeth up. Yeah. And then it's a it heck of a mess to clean up, too. It's not something you can just blow off into the gardens no. and, you know, no. you know, suck it up with the lawnmower. Like, it's it's plastics. It's not good. Not good. I don't support it at all. We're I'm all sorry. on the same it's page. Just, yeah. no, no, rather I, but I mean, that's just a convenience of the market. Everyone's always asking for it. Back yeah. to convenience over and over. Yeah. I've, I've, I don't know if you had experience with this or not, but a couple, two years ago, um, I got asked by a friend to help do a fence in the backyard. They'd moved and they have dogs, so they needed a fence in the backyard. It was a handful of posts and a couple of panels. It wasn't that big of a deal. And she wanted to go for composite fencing don't know if that's a good idea and looking closely at it and reading a little bit about it the quality of it really seemed to have gone down from covid because they were trying to pump out so much of it that even like if looking at regular construction grade wood what was a grade wasn't as good of an a grade pre-covid and and composite for the most part is designed like sometimes you're forced to go 12 inch on center yeah because just it'll sag on 16 yeah. inch on center. I've seen it before sag. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, we have to go 12 on this. Yeah. So on a fence, you're going vertical yeah. and it expands quite a bit. Heat, it contracts. Like it, it yeah. just like a lot. Your ends always turn into skateboard. Yes. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. That's why I don't, I'm I don't know what it's best use is. I just don't think it's a great product. Here's a question for you. It's yeah. like, I mean, I always ask this because everybody that's been on the show and even myself, and I haven't met too many people that have been in the business long enough that they've started to demo their own work, right? So at some point, they're going to start demoing their own work. Yeah. You start building all these composite decks. Where's all this composite going? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it going to be something? burning it off as scrap You wood. can't burn it. How do you recycle it? You can't recycle Well, they're Man-made, saying Man-made, it comes in 20-foot lengths. So yeah. You're going to pull tons of that off. So you're going to rip that apart, chop it up, and then put and it just into the landfill, I guess. Do what with it? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't... With wood, it's all rod. It's done. It's it's yeah. had its age. And then yeah. guess what? It's some just, of it you can reuse. Some yeah. of it's going to you the You could probably pile. make it into little projects or whatever, yeah. and that's what it is. But, yeah. but I mean, they, the composite, I have a concern about that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of things composite that don't seem good. It's long convenience. Term. Yeah, I think the word should be changed to convenience. Homeowners think it's convenient. That's convenient. all it is. Yeah, and I, I think there's like there's, there's probably a bit of a moral, ethical, move on the homeowners' part to reach for composite because they're trying to save the forests and this is a recycled product. But down the road, how do you recycle that product again? Isn't that the argument about trees, Christmas trees? I mean, yeah. Like they're always saying you should just get a real tree. Yeah. Because it's better and versus yeah. made up tree. But that's yeah. a whole other 
the green yeah. people can go attack and send letters and I don't care. I don't read them. Yeah. But introducing the new air cool 26 RCA, the quietest, most powerful and most durable generator with 109 amps max power on liquid propane. Equipped with the first-to-market low oil shutoff switch, it's the quietest 26 kilowatt on the market with a 56 dB at exercise. The 89% larger ceramic fiberglass insulated muffler and acoustic foam insulated inlet duct deliver the best sound quality on the market at exercise. Its larger muffler reduces back pressure by 62%, eliminating restrictions in exhaust to optimize pressures for peak performance. Its CH1006 engine with 20% higher compression ratio and variable ignition timing optimized by fuel delivers the most power in its class. It's also equipped with advanced engine tuning with an air cleaner assembly relocated directly over the carburetor, which optimizes airflow to deliver enhanced performance. When it comes to reliability, nothing beats a Kohler home generator. Get the facts and find your generator at Effect Electric Limited on IG. Yeah, when I was on the road, I, I never, for nine years, I didn't put up a Christmas tree. I worked every Christmas, so I didn't even bother. Wow. Yeah, pain in the rear, but nothing so to clean up. Thing, things that you don't realize, that so, like the world still goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Things have to be taken care of or ready to go in the event. Yeah. Something happens, yeah. right? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Also, just a single dude living on his own, so I didn't, really <laughs> I didn't care. I wasn't impressing anybody. Right? What are you building for yourself, though? Are you building anything for yourself? Yes. Okay. Peace of mind. <laughs> Peace of mind. There's, there's still days and ways and times and things where I need quiet time and I need to just, I just need my tools and yeah. quiet space and a podcast or some soft music in the background that just lets me. Get in the zone to build how, things how, to do. How young are you? I'm 44. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Trust me, man. I started seeing that shit in early 40s, late 30s. I started realizing, man, here's a bunch of shit that I don't care about anymore. Yeah. And this is what I really care about. And it was yep. such a small list, man. Yeah. And it's like, focus on this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't need much. I'm happy with kind of what I have. Um, I built a drafting table that I used. Old school? For a while I was in. Yep. Yep. It's got a crank on the side. So it's. It's uh, it's teak and metal. Uh, Chris actually machined the teak knobs for me for the crank. Um, I made a teak chair to go with it, all solid wood. And uh, did you do the uh, the bum shape yep, chair? Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'll show you some pictures. Oh, yeah. Sure it's totally yeah. cool. Um, I think it was like the what's the official name of that? See, I don't. Know, it's not called bump shape or whatever. I don't know. Just a groove. Okay. All right. Just seat the groove. ass groove. <laughs> the seat. Uh, I don't uh, want to offend any world workers out there going, man, get the terminology So many right. different, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. See, anybody whatever. that's that worked up about it? I, I have one. I have an old school one too as well. It's just uh, the metal cast iron um, uh, threaded on the side and it yep. has the, um, the the D ring kind of thing so you can change the angle on yep. it. And then yep. just loosening that loosens the angle and loosens the elevation. So yeah. you can change that. Sure. Yeah. I got rid of the board on the top. I turned it into a light table Okay. Uh, because I was doing photography way back when in my school days. Sure. And so I just made it into a light table. I still have it. It's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. It was an old piece that needed to be fixed up and I just sanded everything down. Refurbished it. And that was that, right? That yeah. was it. Yeah. Mine was an exercise in some of the mechanics and angles and, I knew I needed a desk that I I wanted that was going to be inspiring for while I was in school. So that was that was the jam for that. So teak top, metal frame, some mechanics and some pivot points because it it's on like a main crank, yeah. right? but it's the other half of it is like a reverse thread because it's 
bolts that slide yeah, yeah, as yeah, I'm turning yeah, on that yeah, axle yeah. and then the arms got to go up. So, and that's, yes. that's how that works. So yeah. I just did a photo shoot with that the other day. So I'm going to list that for sale. I can move along. You get rid of it? I'll build something else. Yeah. What else can you, like table-wise, that's, um, do they still make those old school school desks? You know, the... The half round ones that yeah, you had yeah. to slide into, do they still, and then you do can, they still like? Do I haven't seen one. Those things? I haven't seen one in a long time. I mean, I, I was, I'm old enough to remember I was sitting in one of those things in portables or something like that. Yeah. Then they, then they converted to the classic uh, '80s, just four pieces and a melamine with yep. like, yeah, with the it? rubber around yeah, the outside, yeah, they, and they had a the little metal <laughs> cubby underneath that you'd slide, and it was just disorganized mess all the time. And it always took a few days just to get through that first layer of melamine, like yep. to, to do the signature on it. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. I was always working away at the edge bending on the side to start coming off. Yeah, I could start sliding things. In then between you got the gummy you, glue on it, right? Yeah. Once you take it off, and then you get in there and you're like bored, and all of a sudden your shirt, your sweater, whatever yeah. is all sticking to it. You're stuck to it. Yeah, you try to get away from it. I have no idea what the classroom tabletops are now like. The I don't know. Uh, from what I've seen, it's just individual desks and a lot of kids on their phones. Really? Huh? Yeah. I know some teachers that deal with their kids at high school level and late elementary school level that are just, they have to ask them and say, okay, it's, I need 20 minutes to get through this lesson. Please put your phones down. That's a statement that has to be expressed all the time in a classroom. Come on now. Why not just make it a no cell zone or something like that? Just yeah. shut it up. But I guess the teachers have to use Wi-Fi. Maybe teach certain different things. different generation of you know, can't be too stern. Don't use any bad words. <sighs> it's gonna be some pushback. The difference is everybody has a different definition of what a bad word is. Yeah, yeah. it's how easily offended are you? I guess right. Yeah, it's a different mindset, but I don't. I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't. I don't roll with it. No, I can't understand it, so I don't roll with it. Yeah, I leave it at that. But yeah. well, I mean, so where do you? Where do you? Let me ask you a question then. Where do you put? Safety in the job is safety number one. Is safety number five? Oh, safety's number one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think you have to be aware of it and conscious of it, and and uh, respectful of everybody else that's working around you. Mm-hmm. You can be a bit of a prankster and 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 do that, but within limits, right? Yeah. On the job side, yeah. but I think in the end, like everyone has to have each other's back, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, is that happening on the job site? I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's I think it's in the top three yeah. things because it's my job to show up to work on time to do a good job to See, do I'm a safe job. See, I'm assuming that's happening, but it's not always the case. Yeah, that's and like for some of the people I've worked with, it's not the case, right? Have you ever been? I can count uh, probably on on the hand how many times I've been late. Like, it doesn't matter what job or what career, I, whatever yeah. I was doing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was always motivated to just, I got to get there on time. I've got, and and when I say on time, I don't mean the yeah. exact if, clock. If I'm not half an hour early, I'm late. If we miss the previews for the movie, exactly. we're late. But yeah. this, I guess today, a lot of kids are just like, they show up around the time and that's yeah. considered this on time. It's a suggested time to start. That's not, <laughs> doesn't, oh, God, you guys. You know, how do you interview for people for jobs when it's like this? You don't. Like it's it's too be late. So the interview's over. Yeah, I thought you said the interview was going to take hey, but, fifteen minutes. I what, go, but you're ten minutes late. Yeah, but what, what kind of questions can you ask them? Even if they get there on time, so say their parents drop them off on time, and you want to interview somebody for a small woodworking company. Yeah, what kind of questions are you going to ask them? How do you interview them? How do you know? Like, I think I'm, you ask them everything but about woodworking. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would want to know what are you doing. What do you do in your spare time? What do you? Where's your inspiration from? Yeah, you know, if you're spending a lot of time on your phone, you're watching YouTube. What are you watching? Are you watching other makers? Are you just watching fail videos? Like, what do you? What do you? What are you doing? It's true. It's a good point. You know, because there is consumption of what's going on there, like content-wise, but there's also like you could just waste time. Yeah, absolutely. But if you want to learn, then by all means, learn. Like, there's a lot of successful people that were video gamers that were paying attention to video games but now they're video game um designers yeah they've grown into it and now they're working on it right yeah that's a different story yeah there's applications for a lot of things i just i wonder how how to kind of govern and pick through the people to go you know when you're on your phone are you like are you watching youtube videos of other makers and getting some inspiration or just seeing how something's done or are you just wasting my time because you're not picking up a tool and getting yourself self-started on something. I've always said that uh, the person that you're looking to hire, you need to find out if they're going to care about your business as much as you care about it. Yeah. I'm not asking them to do that, but I'm just saying, are they going to be conscious of your business that you're trying to build? Mm -hmm. Because you're paying them, you're compensating them. Yeah. I think they could grow into that, but I think it would be more important to know, like if I was interviewing you, I would want to know how you feel about the finished product. Are you just building something that's to spec or are you going to build something you know, you see a weak spot, you correct it. It's a pride in ownership. Yeah. Like, you know you can do something better than what this design is and how that layout is. Can you make it better so that it's easier to build, it's stronger, it's more user-friendly. Yeah. It might be easier to repair because you know that there's going to be some adjustability somewhere along the lines with it. Can you bring that to the table? Because if you're bringing that quality to the table, I can't, you can't fault anybody for that, but that will automatically support the company, I think. And as long as they're reliably in that direction and you can support that and kind of give them the freedom to do that. Do you think that a lot of people are coming into this industry thinking it's a lot smaller of an ask when it comes to the tasks at hand? Then, like, what you just explained right now is, like, I I get the sense that maybe people are coming in. Sure, I can turn this. No problem at all. Yeah. That doesn't answer my question. Yeah. Right? It's just, like, when you get a piece of wood and you have to decide on which one it's going to be and how you're going to clamp it together, and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, if there's a failure, how are you going to handle that failure? Yeah. It's not as simple as, I can turn this. Are you thinking that a lot of people are getting into this just thinking, yeah, I can turn that, and that's the scope of my skill set? Yeah. So they are looking at it that way. Yeah. I don't think they're they're looking at it early enough to look at which way the grain is going. Are you are you rotating things to mitigate any kind of warpage? Yeah. You know, are you paying attention to grain direction? Are you looking at cracks? Are you looking at where there's going to be a weak point? It's not enough from what I've seen of just pressing it together, making something and the finished product will look nice, but it's not gonna last. So what's it's inherently doing it flaws. At that yeah, point, exactly right? at that point. But I don't think um, the the noise online is not really expressing those key valid points. They're just yeah. expressing the end product. Yeah. Now an end product looks great for a photograph and a video for that time. Sure. But I, yeah. I like I'm always I'm always the argument of tool influ- influencers. Mm-hmm. Everyone's always showing the brand new tool right out of the box, using it for the very first time. 
I there's there's not a single influencer that I know of or I've ever heard of showing me tools after a year of being used on the job site constantly. Yeah. And seeing what the faults or failures are. Yeah, where's are. the weak points? How many times you've replaced the blades? Exactly. What are you adjusting? Nobody's doing out. that. Like, listen, guys, this is a brand yeah. new tool that I opened up last year. It's been 365. It's been on a job site for X amount of days. It's been doing this trade, yeah. this skill. Yeah. And then here's all the faults behind it. Yeah. But nobody's talking about it's that. It's used for multiple things, but... Yeah. Isn't holding up. Yeah. How many times was your sawzall or your drill used as I a think, hammer? I think a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is called a hammer drill for a reason, right? Um, I still do to this day. Yeah. Love taps, right? Um, I think, to, so to answer that, I think that's something that just gets taken for granted. Yeah. People just become accustomed to this. Like my, my block plane is one of my favorite hand tools to have because I can, I can smooth edges, I can square things off, I can flatten things out, trim things down. It's just, it's a super versatile, great little tool for me. It's hit the ground once that it wasn't for me. And that How did that feel? Did it go oh. from the bottom of your soul like to the top of your head? Like when it dropped, it it's, was in slow motion? So I, <laughs> I had a buddy, we were working on some shelves together and he was pitching in on the project and... Uh, he was just, he was being too aggressive with it. And there was big curls of wood coming off and he was having a good time and he was going too fast and the music was going and I, I didn't hear it hit the ground. It was just one of those things where he went and his arm stayed out and he looked over at me really quick. Uh-oh. And then he, like he reached to get it and he was checking it. And that's when I was looking at him going, what did you do? Did you catch a nail or something I didn't know about? And he kind of passed it to me and it has this big chunk out of the side of the, <sighs> the shoe. Well... I guess I'll go buy a diamond plate. Just try and flatten that back out. And it was again during COVID, so I couldn't. It was, it was a pain in the ass. Just I think it was like it. six month back order from Lee Valley for one of these darn things. It was out. But flatten it out, fix the blade. Still good. So not, it's still not usable. Touch it. It's yeah. good. It's still good. Yeah, it's but it could good. have been avoided. Yeah, if it, I think at the time, if they were in stock, then. Dave would have got himself a new block plane that he maybe needed to learn how to use and adjust, and I would have got a new one from him <laughs> at the time. You know what? That's always an, uh, an interesting conversation when I always, um, I've had my share of young trades coming on the job site and using my tools and destroying my tools. Mm. And, and I'm like, okay. And then, you know, they'll say sorry. Yeah. Um, and in my mind, I'm sorry. It's a nice place to start. Yeah. Well, sure. sorry doesn't replace it. No. Nope. <laughs> sorry doesn't repair it. Sorry doesn't finish the job. With sorry it. doesn't finish the task at hand right now. Now yeah. I have to go get another one. That doesn't keep um, us on schedule. And so I would have lots of conversations with other GCs. They're like, well, what, like, what would you do in this situation? Are you billing the person who actually damaged a tool? Or is like, what's the story here? What's the etiquette or what's going on? Mm -hmm. It was your tool, your responsibility. You lent it to them. So then it's your fault. And I'm like, Really? That's the rainbow that we're talking about here? I don't understand that. I kind of feel like it's both maybe, or it's like, who's stepping up at that point? If they destroy So what, tool, what do you do? What's I always point? ended up getting a new tool, and it's my expense. Really? And then here you go, and don't do it a second time. It's never happened a second time, but then you're taking the hit on the first time. Yeah. I, I don't know where the etiquette is, right? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, I mean, for me, morally, I can count the number of times where I've had an accident with a tool where it's almost hit the ground where I got my foot caught on a power cord or something and had to dive to kind of catch it. Just that exaggerated movement and it, it touched the ground, but it didn't break. Checking it, make sure it's still square. 
You know, is it going to do its job? Like, if I got to order a part, I'll order. But morally, I will replace that. See, that's either get like get you a whole new tool. If I destroyed it, I would replace it. Yeah, and but I can't just say so. Sorry is like I recognize I made a mistake. I screwed up. I'm sorry. That's the beginning of the process of like we have to fix this because I'm working for you. You're paying me to do a job. I I made a mistake. We got to get this back on. Track. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna spill this thing somewhere. Don't worry. I think we've had two of them. Two people do, do it on. I time. don't want to be number three. No, no, it's, it's okay. fine. But yeah, no, it's just uh, I, I. That's my mindset. Is that I would replace it. I, How I, many times do you let that happen though? Before you go, you just you because I've I've worked at places where I, you supply your own tools, and the yeah, casino's so the first da- place. And they I've probably worked. do it for that reason. Right. Yeah. If you damage right. it, then it's your tool. Then you damage it. Exactly. And everybody uses their stuff slightly differently. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not as hard on my things as this guy is. Well, there's so. a reason why a lot of trim guys on site will not let, you know, the electrician or the plumber make a quick cut on something. Yeah, no, 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 you got your old no. Milwaukee pack out there. Go ahead and go to town. You yeah. got your own tools, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they don't want, it's I called see your workhorses that are all beat up, you know. The groove cuts in them? Yeah. All chopped yeah. up until yeah. it becomes like daggers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever seen somebody cutting, uh, I've been in a couple of situations where some stone guys are cutting countertops and scribing things for pieces that are going to go together. And they're doing it on the island that doesn't have the countertop on it yet. And they'll put the saw into the gable. Oh, sorry. Nobody like, what's on their name? Nobody. Why are you doing it on that to begin with? Yeah. It's not a workstation. Like, like a saw horse. Well, take it back outside. Go listen, to the garage. As soon as counters go in, as soon as cabinets go in, they become workstations. As soon as mm-hmm. built-ins go in before they're painted, they become cubbies for tools and no. Like it's just that's the I mindset. That. Oh, this Sorry, is a great man. spot to put this. this I, spot to put that. I don't even like. Oh, I know, I know. Microfiber cloths go down. If I can, if I need to put anything down, if I'm putting like a measuring device or a scribe or any kind of layout tool, anything that's got a metal edge to it, I need to put a microfiber down so that that goes on it. So that I'm not marking the paint. I'm not leaving an impression in the wood grain. Quickly turn digital measurements into efficiency gains for your business. With iGuide, you can turn around DWG floor plans within 48 hours. Easily share project files with partners and create 3D walkthroughs for your clients. Stop struggling with inaccurate measurements, manual processes, and inefficient project planning and collaboration. Discover how you can boost productivity and cut costs with a virtual demo. Visit goiguide.com forward slash AEC to connect with an iGuide specialist. Here's the biggest test for any new kid. Yeah. Is how they put a tape measure down. Do they put a clip down or clip up? And I'm talking about on any surface. It could be just like regular spruce subfloor. Yeah. It could be concrete. If I see that clip down, I have an issue. All they do is step on it and now you that, get a big that's imprint. That's exactly it. So yeah. if you're going to do it on a rough material, then that means you're most likely going to do it on a finished material. Yeah. Which yeah. becomes a major problem yeah. at that point. For me, it's I got I got to put it back on my. Belt. I know, but sometimes you'll rip it, or you'll like you'll miss, or and it'll fall, or it's maybe in the way, or something. I don't know what it is. Fair, but for me, I think it's it's different for me in that aspect because when I was a medic, we had a duty belt on, so I had all my You're stuff on. So I knew that yeah. I had like a couple inches on the side where I had to because I had to have my shears sticking out, and then they would they would catch on something as I'd go by. The amount of times I'd hook a seat belt. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's just conscientious of it. But it's yeah, like, but maybe that's what you do in the interview. Yeah. You're actually having conversations about, yeah. okay, how do you suit up? How do you do things like that? Yeah. When Chris came, did he give you the little cardboard thing to put together while you were talking? No. No? no. So it's um, it's a piece of cardboard that folds together and it's a, it's a corner protector. So it turns into a triangle. Okay. And he used to he used to f with me and do this for the first couple of times, and he he like we'd get into discussions and talk about things, and I love Chris. He's a every great, corner he's a, like he's is a any great job guy. Site? Uh, no, it's just like 
can you multitask? Can you put this oh. together and think this through and problem solve while I'm asking you questions? And are you slowing down? And no, he didn't ask me to do okay. that. He yeah. just gave me that, which is great. And he's giving yeah, me go. this too. That. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. And so, ah, see, I came from Chris. So there you go. <laughs> you got dishes too. Um, yeah, and that was part of his interview process. Was I like, like that? Can you multitask? Can you think this through? You know, do you know when to kind of get to a point to where you're going to ask for help? And like, how do you get that into? That's a good. Like, are you? Are you now taking this as a failure and thinking you lost the interview? That's not what the interview is for. Yeah. I just want to see, can you multitask and do a couple of things and put it together and then just put is it down he, and we continue on? Or are you going to screw with it the whole is time? Is he selling these things online or, or where can you find these? They're just cardboard corner protectors. That's all it is. Yeah, I think it's Uline. It's, That's it's all it is. Yeah. That's so they basically, is. they look like. Yeah. So Chris, I, when I, you see this. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably send me one or something. Probably. And then okay, I'll I'll sit here and I'll try to figure it out right on the show. We'll do it live on the while I'm recording. I see all quick. I'm like Chris. Yeah, I can't figure it out. You got to come here and yeah. help me, man. Chris was a good. He was a, such a super gentle guy too. Yeah, I remember we had a couple of like high school co-op kids that would come through the shop, and he'd he'd give them a few like non-production things to do just in the shop, just so that they could kind of get the feel of like what the plane did, yep. like trimming some edge banding, just things that would be part of the trade that we would do, but that wasn't necessarily going through production. But, but it was relevant. De it was definitely relevant and kept them yeah, kind of active in the shop so they could see how some of the tools worked and the things like you that. You should just so open up a school right now. You probably you probably should. That's what you probably should, could. right? I yeah. think a lot of kids would like love that to just walk in there. I think I would like to run courses too. That'd be a fun thing. Are you going to get to that point? Am I going to get to that point? This might be a little while. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of value to it, um, and we need it. I don't know honest. where I would start with that. I think something because you, you could probably have a lot of fun with it, and just people that are looking for a date night, right? Like going to a cooking course. So yeah, yeah, yeah. come and do uh, what somebody. Uh, one of my friends called it hops, hops, grains, and wood gains by Huber. So you know, come and have like you pay for the course, you get two beers. You can pick, there's a pile of cheese boards that are already kind of pre-sanded. Are you drinking you, before you're crafting? Or and then, you, you're, you know, you're going you're gonna to sample some beer while you're sanding and oil. No relationships that are on the rocks, please. Yeah, no, no, I don't because want any drama. certain things can go south real quick. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. binding wood or something. I don't know. I guess certain tools are Well, I don't allowed. think I would have them running things through the table saw. Okay, that's like what I'm trying to It might be like six okay. people at different workbenches that are all just having hands you'll start hearing machinery screaming going on and you're like and that's important too knowing what machines sound like when they're running and when they're not running properly when somebody twists something in there's a, blade, a huge like, difference there's a huge difference but that's the that's a go-to kid one where you uh tell them to identify the sound between an impact drilling drilling yeah. and an impact drilling and stripping yeah there's two different kinds of sounds there yeah but a lot of them are like i don't hear a difference yeah, are they, are they getting enough? Well, just even to get them to say, do they hear a difference? They may not necessarily know why yet based on their experience level. But yeah. Well, it hurts when you spend like $6 on a really good Robbie bit <laughs> and then it's just, it becomes not a Robbie bit anymore. <laughs> no, it's something you're going to hang a picture with later, isn't it? You just jam it in the wall and leave it. Goodness. Yeah, you're just going to stab the drywall with it and hang the picture there. That's where it's going to yeah. stay, but it's yeah. completely useless at that point. Yeah, it's... It's a challenge getting people to do a consistent good job at things, isn't it? And when they just, actually succeed and achieve and they're good at one thing, they think now they're just all-stars for everything coming down the pipe. Yeah. And I'm like, that doesn't work this way. And in yeah. any kind of industry, especially this one, yeah. 
there's always a hurdle. There's another challenge. Yeah. You got to learn yeah. it. You're, you're welcome to a ton of successes if you've had some practice and some natural ability and some creativity and some real optimistic, you know, excitement and approach to things. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but you need yeah. the challenges and some failures to learn from that so you can retrace your steps and go, you know, I was making this curved piece of wood. Why didn't that work? Well, you weren't quite ready and you didn't have enough glue and you didn't have enough clamps ready and you didn't plan enough. You know, it's not the end of the world. Now you have to retrace your steps, redo the jig, figure reset the wood, figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Chris was another one. Back to Chris. Like he was great at that. I mean, having him so first year in the shop, I think he was definitely a key player in setting me up for success. Absolutely. Because yeah, he was yeah. super supportive. He would let me fail. He'd let me be angry at myself. He'd let me be mad at the piece of wood for a bit. He'd let me try again. And then when he saw I was close to getting back to the stage where things maybe weren't going as well the first time, he'd come and check in and, you know, like, how are you doing it this way? What did you change? Are you going to put pressure on it differently? Is there a different direction here? Maybe consider this. You know, there's six of us in here if you need some help. Just say, hey, guys, I'm, I'm ready to do this. And there's a few golden rules, too. Like, if you were gluing something up, you're not going to come and ask me for help because I'm working with glue. Like, I've yep. only got so much time. Yeah. Right? And he was, he was just, he was really good at, at, that. at that. So you yeah. learn a lot of lessons from that point. Yeah. But you're being, you're being taught Mr. Miyagi kind of wax on, wax off without realizing yeah. there's, a, there's a purpose behind this. Yeah, right? and, it, and when you're having a bad day, he was very good at reminding you, like, do this for the the pleasure of the enjoyment of the woodwork as well. Don't do it because you have to, and this is a burden. Like, remember, we have fun doing this. Kind of regrounds you a little bit. You ever, Mike? Um, I know that you focus mostly on the on the furniture side of things, but yep. are you getting asked by clients to start doing all these extra details in wood in homes, like accent walls or some sort of yeah. treatments and things like that? Are you yeah. going to dive into that world, or are you, are you interested in diving into? That? as long as they have the shop space to do it yeah i don't i'm i'm conscientious to not take on something that's too big for my britches yeah because i don't want to disappoint anybody i don't want to do a bad job or a mediocre job on something so it makes sense yeah if i can then yeah because I'm, I'm i'm liking that i'm seeing a lot of clients asking for these things like mm -hmm. it's like i i love seeing homes um and i see some of the projects that chris is and other people that have done a lot of woodworking stuff there's not much drywall in these homes anymore, which yeah. is great. I love seeing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be great to see as far as kitchens go, for example, you know, just plywood up on the wall so you can put screws happily in the corners of each. I think, of the that, should be, I think it should be cold. That would be great. Yeah. I think it should be three That'd quarter be plywood all on all the walls and, and kitchens. Yeah. Code. Yeah. I also think it should be in bathrooms too. Mm -hmm. Cause I've done a show with accessibility. Yep. And we were talking about grab bars yep. and aging in place. Yep. And um, and then uh, Julie saw shock and, and she educated me a lot. She she wrote two books about it. Yep. And I just said, I think from now on, it's just going to be plywood, the whole thing. And then as you change, as you get older and you need to move it because everybody's different on how they grab their bars, right? Yeah, yep. um, different angles, different heights. You can move it anywhere. If you got to add another one, if you add, do extend exactly, it. Right? Yeah, so, I mean, we're so used to regarding the code, you're just putting it as two points you put in blocking that's all yeah. you're doing and i'm yeah. like that's, that's not, not enough not the way it it's should be enough. done yeah so just line the whole bathroom the whole mm -hmm. shower area in plywood yeah kitchen should be that way as well yeah um i think even like bathroom should be all engineered lumber so and then it's true and straight yep like things like that just yep. making the finishing process that much easier yeah if Instead you start early enough 
in the process, your finished product's just going to oh, be so 100%. much better, so much easier. Hundred like, percent. It like from times in doing the kitchens. So I worked at Gravel in okay. Burlington. Okay. And uh, wonderful finished product for the kitchens. And we made every effort possible to conceal the screws so you didn't have hardware going anywhere. You know, it pained us to have to pull a screw out and put it back in a little bit over to the point where like... The catch. Yeah, you know, it's... But like I'd back the screw out and we have a, like a fast cap bit. Yeah. So I'd retrace that hole, match a sticker, put the grain ba back over it just to try and cover where that screw hole was because it was such an eyesore. But the finished product was what we were really going for. So if there was plywood on the walls, I could just put your screws in the corners. Everything's concealed. Done. We already hide them behind the hinges anyways. It'd be such a great thing. You want the but person who's going to be demoing it 20 years from now or 25 years from now. Where are the screws? That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. Let yeah. them try to figure out how to take yeah. this off, right? It's not rocket science. Like, it is screwed to the wall. Yeah. It's quite simple. So it's there. Right? You yeah. just have to find it. We try to keep yeah. it quiet. That's yeah. all. It'd be such a great thing to have, wouldn't it? <laughs> so great and i mean you don't have to paint over it you don't have to mud it just put it down low enough that i'm screwing boxes Nothing the bugs me more than just a piece of sticker and just like oh i, I love that they have the grain stickers now right yeah i think it only comes in one stain yeah finish. it's the maple yeah. the maple right yeah. all these dots right yeah it's just like okay but i guess the efficiency and it's just quick and it's no different than what we started on the show with about you know wayfair and everybody yeah. else just copying these things that don't have the yeah. same value yeah i don't think yeah, and I mean, I get it. There's a market for it. There's a market for it, and it's somewhere along the lines you may have to peel the sticker back off to pull the screw out to repair something or replace something or adjust something, what have you. Still, I don't want to see the screws. You know? I just, I, I love, it's not because I'm older. I just love the bubble glass. Like, I love the old school way of glass. Mm-hmm. I love the old school way things were done mm -hmm. and how you can repeat that. A lot of joinery. Yeah, yeah the joinery. Yeah. Like it's just I'm 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 in awe of it yeah. because I know what's involved. Yeah. And that stuff lasts. Yeah. You'll absolutely. never I don't think you'll demo it, to be very honest. I don't yeah. think you'll demo it. I think no. you'll spruce it up, you'll kinda clean it up, yeah. you'll maintain it. Um, you see it scrapped once in a while when somebody's just changing things all together, but it's still even then it's when they're scrapping it, it's still held up. They yeah. had to beat the crap out of it to get it off the wall. Yeah. Those drawers hold up, those old boxes, everything's... Do you think it's modern tools that have really kind of messed that up for us? I think it's a lack of appreciation. Yeah. I think people are not staying put in the same place for too long. Mm -hmm. And I think that they don't really care about rocking the boat and they're concerned about selling the property. Yeah. Like, when you can look at anybody's... Instagram page or website regarding some of the top builders here in, in, in this area or any place in any city, yeah. their kitchens all look very similar. Yeah, There's nothing really dramatic or different on each of these kitchens. They're all very similar. And I'm just yeah. like going, okay, well, I know why they're doing that because yeah. they're not putting their roots in there versus I think if they started planting their house with a lot of these little accent details, like the stuff that we talk about trying to organically put an island together mm -hmm. or making it an open concept island, yep. right? And you're adding little details on the wall and, and like woodworking. Like nobody's, everyone's going to have a hard time. I've walked in yeah. through those Toronto homes where it's like still the original wood. Yeah. Wood, wainscoting, wood, yeah. everything. See, two and an eighth. Chestnut inch. trim that's just, you don't see anywhere. And anywhere. you're like, you yeah. don't want to touch any of this. You no. just want to update it. You want to yeah. strip it down and yeah. then refinish it again. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, but the ceilings are not nine foot tall. Like, oh, there's a wall here. I think it's going to come back. 
I hope so. I, I totally think it's going to come back. I hope so. But we'll see. I think it's going to take this generation to get to that age yeah. that they start realizing we should yeah. have done that. And right? there's, there's probably a select few that will uphold it. You know, there's a lot of them that will just probably think it's too much work. There's some builders that I know that I sp- speak to that they, they focus strictly on the heritage. Like they'll just problem solve, try to figure this out, yeah. expand, do a rental, update, mechanically speaking, new bathroom, whatever. But then now you have to tie in the old woodworking. And, yeah. and they, they take a lot of care. It's great. I love it. Awesome. Then they'll look for places in the city that has these opportunities where they have these pieces that they need or they'll recreate them. They'll yeah. go to a place like Chris and recreate it. Yeah. He gets a lot of that stuff. Where he's, he? he's being asked to recreate certain yeah. things that are already there. Yeah, he's pretty great at carving and yeah. matching. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely Which is really one of the skill sets for sure. Nobody's doing interesting new old posts. Nobody turns. I did a job where it's like we had to do a walnut of all things yeah. for them. Copy the original one. Yeah. It wasn't cheap, but it was beautiful. It was stunning. So it's worth doing that. To have the finished product looked like it had been there forever. Cause that's you the whole idea. That's the like point. You never realize that's the whole point of updating a home is it should never look like it was just a tear down and started all over again. Yeah. If that's what you want, then go and buy home. Yeah. Just do that. But yeah, that's maybe a completely plan. different homeowner that doesn't like the way the style is and they want to change it up altogether. That's but it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, eight foot or nine foot, like I don't care about that. What are you either. doing up that high anyway? <laughs> just relax. <laughs> Put in your pot lights. Everything's okay. <laughs> Mike, pleasure having you on the show, man. Thanks so much. Come back anytime, man. Perfect. Yeah. If you want to go to Smithville, I let me know. Trust me, I, I'd yeah. love to. Come. I'm gonna make a trip. I got to set a date and then go visit Chris. I want to see his yeah. shop. James, the, the owner, would probably be a really interesting guy to have on the. If podcast, you want to make the introduction, by all means, sure. love to have him on the air yeah. for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Dude. Everyone, you can catch him at Huber Machine on IG and then DM through there to have conversations. If you're interested in anything that he's making, reach out. Yeah, absolutely. And he'll make it for you. I got to do these 12 questions. Yes, sir. Uh, what is your favorite construction word? Build it. Just build it. Build it. What's your least favorite tool? My least favorite tool? Mm. Uh, I would think outside of the box and probably the incompetent coworker. <laughs> it's still an, a tool. I yeah, know. That's, yeah. that's why I always it's say. It's the euphemism. That's, that's exactly yeah, it's yeah. a tool. What construction sound do you love? Uh, construction sound I love the most is probably the sound early in the morning when you're the first one on site and you're walking through an open space and you're... It's a specific sound. I'm sure you know what it is. But when the floor protection is down, you've got your boots and you get in the door. It's an open space and nothing else is there. And you're just looking at all the room that you have to build to kind of plan and how you're going to do things. That's one of my favorite sounds. Then it quickly follows like everybody just. Yeah. And then everybody gets there and somebody turns on the music outside. And And then the day starts. And then the day starts, which it's inevitably it's going to. It's going to. Right. But it's always nice to show up there a little early and then get that experience, especially if it's uh, the longer summer days and you get the sun coming in at a certain angle. Yeah. I think there's some merit too to to getting there early to checking to see what got done by who was there late. True. So do you need to move or prep anything or get it ready? You know, like I got to get my day started. So if somebody puts something in the way, it's a good point. I need to be efficient. What's your favorite beverage? Water. Uh, what's the worst and best part of construction? Worst and best part of construction? Worst part? Simple. As far as I'm concerned, anything mass produced, best part? Anything custom made, baby. Custom made. Yep, custom make it made. To whatever That's size, so color, value. and budget you want. So much value. Favorite curse word? Oh, uh, it's, I use it as an acronym. 
can't understand normal thoughts. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll always you? see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Right? There's a bunch of them, yeah. yeah. yeah I worked with a couple of Australian guys, and they just they embedded that in me. That's UK, Irish, Australia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a Scottish guy, too. That Scottish. Hell, do you don't care. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. What's your favorite vehicle? Any mode of transportation? Uh, probably just my truck, to be honest. What do you, you got a Ford? Yeah, it's an F-150. It's a pretty standard truck. Uh, I put a bed rug in it, though. The, the the back of my truck is completely upholstered. So when I'm delivering furniture, it's all on carpet. So I don't Would have to you pad do, like, it. Padded and then and just no, it's it's manufactured like it's it's completely it's molded like this. It's a bed rug. I'll show it to you before we go. Yeah, I want to take a look at that. Yeah. Wow, it yeah. makes sense because now you don't have yeah. to worry about anything. Yeah, and it, it goes right over the tailgate, over the seam, over the tailgate. So there's a little divot there that's carpeted. I'm getting a sense but, of like a '70s van with a heart-shaped glass on the side or something like that. With all, I mean, the, that'd be cool. The velour was. kind of couch in the back there, yeah. right? Yeah, I was thinking more <laughs> Scooby-Doo van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what do you miss from your childhood? Ooh, probably grilled cheese sandwiches the most. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, eh? I haven't yeah. had one in a while. Grilled cheese sandwiches, comfort food, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. No, it's just, that's what it is. Right? That's cheese, a good one. Grilled cheese sandwiches and probably Hot Wheels. Oh, yeah. Hot Wheels. Yeah, Hot, Wheels Hot Wheels. My brother and I, Hot Wheels. We Do they still make them? Yeah, they're not as good, though. They're like the track plastic. and everything? Like, they don't know? Oh, I don't know about that. I still have some of the cars because yeah. there's certain cars that I liked, right? Yeah. And they're all older cars. I'm still trying to find a twin mill. Remember the twin mill, the Hot Wheels twin mill? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. know. They don't yeah. like it's a, eBay? I can't find one. Can't find one in the package anymore. My dad oh, wants one so I get them. 3D printed or something like that. Yeah, it's not as authentic. Thing. No. I mean, you got you to clamp them together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt one day? I always thought it'd be cool to be a fighter pilot, but... That's probably not going to happen. You never know. Kind of aged out of that. You never know. Yeah. You got to take the G-force, I guess, right? Yeah, that's probably the hardest part. Uh, centrifuge. Sorry? And you got to survive the centrifuge. Yeah, yeah the whole, the your face is basically going that way. <laughs> yeah, it's real appealing. <laughs> Don't shoot this video. What profession would you not like to do? Ooh. Uh... I don't know. I hadn't thought that hard about. There's nothing that comes. It, well, I mean, uh, probably family law. I don't know. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Family law. If you ever want to feel like um, your life is not that bad, just sit in on a, a family law case. Just be a spectator there. Yeah. And listen to human beings just attack each other on so many different wicked levels. Yeah. When the camera's not rolling, I got him a good story. For oh, you. I, don't <laughs> I don't doubt it. Yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? Uh, this one was a fun question. Um, I spent some time thinking about it. And it's, it's kind of an interesting one because in the carpentry world, like it's kind of a joke for me when... People ask for things in a hurry, and like, I try to remind them, like, do you remember what happened to the last carpenter? You asked for a miracle? <laughs> you ended up like this, right? Like, I can't yell at glue to make it dry faster, yeah, so yeah, it takes yeah, as long yeah. as it takes. Um, and then the other joke being that, like, I grew grapes for wine, so I've turned water into wine. I was a paramedic. I've brought some people back from the death, but, <laughs> you know, my name's just Mike. It's okay. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, if I was in that scenario there, if I was so fortunate, I would. it would probably matter the most to me to just have him say that you know your grandfather's over there he's waiting for you that was that was a big day for me so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. can imagine man yeah 
Mike, thanks so much, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate having me on the show, man. Yeah, yeah thanks so it. much. And uh, some food yeah. for thought for some people. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. Now I want to see the truck. I want to check it out. Yeah, so. I'll show you. It's just We're a run of the mill F one fifty. No, man. no, I, I'm going to be passing. Carhartt seat covers and a yeah. bed cover. And Carhartt makes seat covers now. Yeah. Yep. yep. Same fabric. Same fabric. Water resistant and uh, washable. How do they? Sh- and they've got shape. They've got tearaway f- uh, stitching. So if your side airbags go off too. Yeah. And it'll open Complete, it up? Completely safe, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's smart. I didn't even knew that. We'll show you. It's a little on the dirty side. Don't worry. No, no, that's fine. We'll no, I, won't, I won't judge. I won't judge at all, man. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right. We're out of here, Angelina.